y'all and welcome to another episode of Getty Vision Dust Doula Podcast. On today's podcast, I will be sharing why I named this podcast Getty Vision and a little bit more about Dust Doulas and how this is not a new thing, it's just a new name. We have been doing this for many, many years, as long as there have been humans roaming the earth. So I'll just hop right into it. The reason that I named the podcast Getty Vision is because of the Getty. The Getty and Voodoo are a family that are in charge of death and fertility. I'm not a religious person, I'm a spiritual person, and I have many gifts that were bestowed upon me by the ancestors. So I'll let you know ahead of time that I rely heavily on my ancestors, and I do at the same time respect everyone else's beliefs. So I will not be pushing my belief system off on you. Um, But I will be mentioning certain things just to get you to understand uh, where I'm coming from or my truth, so to speak. Anyway, the Getty, like I said, are a family in voodoo that are in charge of fertility and death. Mainly Madame Brigitte and her husband, Baron. As a child, um, I had the gift that I discovered around the age of six or seven well, I knew when someone was going to die. Um, there would be, on a sunny day, there would be a dark spot. And that night I would go to sleep and I would have a flash of someone that I knew. And then seven days later, they would pass away. So after maybe the third or fourth time, it scared the living daylights out of me as it would any child and possibly adults too. And at the time, because of what I knew, I tried to pray it away. I prayed it away, so I thought. And um, I gained a lot of other wonderful gifts that I share today. Um, And then I would say about five or six years ago, it was brought back into my life through someone that I met on a Facebook group. And she told me that there was a message from Madame Brigitte and that she was waiting for me. So during this time, I'm really discovering who I am spiritually And I did a lot of manifesting and just sitting with the ancestors. And I found that that was my original calling. My original calling was to help people cross over to the other side um, or whatever you like to call it. So to heaven, to hell, the upper room, to another dimension. But in general, to pass on. Um, that That was very overwhelming for me. That was very overwhelming for me. But I understood what was going on because... And maybe about six months to a year later, both my parents passed away. And I was prepared, as prepared as one could be for it. But I made it through and I was able to handle everything that I could. So that was my little story about how, you know, I knew that I was going to be a death doula. Now, I didn't accept it fully until earlier this year. Because you do have to sit with yourself and it's not about you. It's really not about you. Because for me, I'm like, man, these people are coming to me, um physically or just you know coming to me uh in a spiritual way i want to say uh an empathetic way to ask me for permission to pass on and that's that's a lot that's a lot to deal with and then those that don't understand where i'm coming from they think that's a little bit cocky too but either way that's my truth so i decided to become a death doula so that i could properly handle each situation that would that the ancestors sent my way So this is why I named the podcast Getty Vision, because I have Getty Vision. I know 
when someone is sick and I can smell sickness on people and I can tell you also what's wrong with you as well and uh, I am equipped and have the patience and the understanding and the connection with the ancestors to help someone no matter where they are in their journey whether they're young and feeling well middle-aged and feeling well um, you you may have the flu pneumonia COVID surgery a terminal illness a chronic illness you could even be in hospice I'm equipped to help you with that because I've been gifted to do so okay so I wanted to that's what I wanted to share about you know why I named the Getty Vision Um, if you have any questions or anything at the end of the podcast I'll give you ways to get in touch with me if you have any questions or even if you want to work with me okay so now I'm gonna move on to some death some fun death doula stuff I know you're saying like how could death doula things be fun but my goal here as a death doula is not only to not only to to make it um easier for us to discuss death but also to help you relax and plan so that you can be prepared no matter what happens not necessarily just for death but just for things that come up in life in general anything can happen uh someone could uh could get hurt at work and not be able to go back anything can happen i just want everyone to be prepared and have the family be prepared and to remove all of those things that make death scary now i know that it's scary but to help you relax with it and plan better because we definitely plan for birthdays and anniversaries and things and I feel like we need to plan for death as well so I want to go back and do just a little bit of a history lesson that was the main goal but I got a little bit off task so what I want to say is that you know years ago many many years ago and this is for all this is for all cultures but where I'm speaking from right now is my is, is my family and a lot of the things that I'm sharing with you are definitely through research but also just growing up in my family especially from my father's side of the family so what I like to say is that you know many many years ago when people were sick they didn't really go to the hospital you may have gone to the hospital to find out what was wrong with you um, possibly to get treatment but at the end of the day family took care of family um, it's not like it is today with everybody having to work or just, you know, a lot of things have changed. We've let the hospitals take over, hospitals and nursing homes and doctors take over a lot of the things that we used to do back in the day. So when someone was sick, you had your elders, whether they're mostly the women, and then you had some young people around. And then I feel like in a lot of families, um, every each each elder passes down uh, information to someone they feel equipped to take their place when the time comes and so you have a lot of that going around so you have someone that's in what was called a sick room and that's the bedroom or wherever they are in the house and people are tending to them all day you know people tending to them all day and uh, making sure they're fed making sure they're clean if they take medication making sure they take medication if they're using herbs make sure they're using herbs and you know they're singing they're praying they're burning candles you know, they are um, fluffing pillows and just, you know, singing hymns or, again, practicing hoodoo, voodoo, whatever it is that it takes to keep that family member uh, in good spirits, you know, keep the, keeping the person in good spirits, reading to them, listening to them, whatever it may be. And so when the time came that it was not looking good for that person and they were, death was imminent or, you know, within the next few days or whatever, things changed around the house. 
things got a little quieter. They kept the kids quiet. They kept certain people out. Um, they wanted to make sure that their family member was doing well. And usually there was someone with the family member when they passed away. So they didn't, they didn't, uh, someone was in the room with them. And even if not, they were, they were constantly looked upon. So once the family member passed away, then the elders and the other people that were assigned, they would come in and they would pray. They would clean the body. They would dress the body. You know, they would, they would dress the body in bed clothes or they would dress the body in clothes that they were going to be buried in because everybody did not go to a funeral home. There was Funerals were not always held at the church. Um, and then the family members would come by and, you know, pay their condolences and everything, bring food, cook, whatever it was to help out the family in need. So then here comes time for the wake and the funeral. So if it was going to be held at home, then the family member would be put into the living room or the front room. And I'm talking down south stuff here, you know, um, I don't know it all, but I'm just giving you what I got. I want to share with you what I have. So the family member is put into the front room or the living room, whichever one you want to call it, in the casket. And then there would be one person that's designated to sleep on the floor in the room with that body of the night before the funeral. That's not something, I'm a death doula and I'm all cool, but I'm not sure if I want to sleep in the room with somebody, but if I had to, I would. But that's what they would do. They would sleep with the dead so the dead would not be alone that last night before the burial. And so then the next day, you know, you have everybody that has cooked, that are cooking, you know, everything is a buzz and it's, it's a family, it's a, it's a family celebration. And I mean celebration because I was told by my parents that when someone was born into this world, that you mourn because, you know, life is hard. Life is hard. You know, everybody goes through things and it's not easy. You know, you can work with it and you can manage it, but it's not easy to live. And then when they pass away, you celebrate because that means that whatever it was that they were supposed to do here was completed. And you celebrate because they're not suffering anymore. They're free to do whatever it is they want to do and go wherever it is that they want to go. And that and that's that's what we would that's what a lot of us were taught to believe. And so, you know, that's very different than it is now because now we have hospice, we have the nursing homes, you know, we have uh, home health care workers, we have nurses and everything. We have all these things to help us out, you know, because a lot of us are working. A lot of us are working. A lot of us simply cannot do it, you know, due to the nature of it being a parent or someone or your child or whatever. So, you know, that's not to put anybody down, but... It's just to show you that death doulas has been around forever. It's just that instead of that, it was your aunt, your grandma, your mother, your sister, or maybe even you. So it's just to show you that. And so my goal, other than to sit with you and have what is called a good death, which means you're planning everything ahead of time so everyone knows your wishes, because you may want some of this stuff done. And it's my job to act as an advocate on your part to make sure that everything that you want done is done from beginning to end. So that's just some things that I wanted to share with you today. And again, if you have any questions or any concerns or even want to work with me, you can reach me at my business number, which is 708-497-9727. You can reach me on Facebook under Naturally Norca. You can reach me under Instagram at sheisnaturallynorca, C-O-M with underscores between each word. Um, and I'm also on TikTok as Death Doula 21. So um, 
that's all I want to share right now and I will uh, talk to you guys soon I hope you learned a little bit and um, see you soon